Hello, this is Mark Richter with another episode of Linux for the Layman. Want to feel safe, secure, and capable when using your computer? This is for you if you want to succeed and know you can handle your computer tasks with ease. Today, I want to go into a little bit more about keyboard versus mouse, and then I want to talk about something completely different in the second half of the podcast. I've been talking a lot about the advantages of using a combination of aliases, piped commands, and functions using the keyboard instead of the mouse. And a few things that I've noticed recently, particularly in regard to use of the mouse, is that it's much more convenient to use the mouse for certain tasks. For example, I've been editing a document, which is actually a book I've written, and I noticed that in my rush to use the keyboard as much as possible, I will move the cursor around the document with the arrow keys particularly with the control arrow keys because control left backs up a word, control right forwards a word, control up moves up a paragraph and control down moves down a paragraph. Sometimes the sentences where the word I'm looking to modify are long enough with enough little words that it's just faster and easier to move the mouse cursor to the point where I want to make the edit and click there. I hadn't thought of that before but it is very handy to know. It is also frequently, although for me not necessarily, easier to use the mouse to select text that I want to edit or delete or move or copy, something like that, with the mouse. Because with the mouse I can get precise beginning and endings where I click one point and hold the shift key down and click at another point and I have selected the entire text in between them. I can do that with the keys too using the control shift instead of the control by itself. So to take a word to the right I control shift right arrow and I can do that numerous times if I want to select a bunch of words in a row. As I said that can get kind of tedious if I'm doing too many words. I have to type control shift let's say right arrow a lot of times to get a whole sentence for example whereas with the mouse I can just click at the beginning and click at the end with the shift click at the end and I've selected the entire sentence that's one way in which use of the mouse is or can be more convenient to use another way is if I want to jump large distances in the document say from the beginning of one page to somewhere near but not exactly at the end of the next page or the end of the chapter. That can be done by using shift page up and page down in this case page down. But that can get cumbersome too whereas with the mouse I can just click at the beginning scroll through the document and shift click at the end and I have selected the entire thing in one very convenient pair of clicks and scrolls plus a scroll. I still say I prefer the keyboard simply because 
for me, I'm just used to using the keyboard. I've been doing this for over 30 years. And it's gotten to the point where I can touch type, as in not look at the keyboard while I'm typing. And a lot of people don't learn to do that. And I didn't learn to do that formally with, for example, a typing class. I learned it from constant repetition of using the keyboard a lot because, as I've said before, in the old days, before mice, that was the way to move around and the way to input data. I also like the keyboard because with the use of the tools I mentioned earlier, aliases, functions, and shell scripts, I can create fairly complicated commands that are very easy to activate. I gave an example before of my three-letter aliases that allow me to do a synchronized update to my flash drive and also to do a synchronized update to my flash drive and eject it with a second three-letter alias. I've also described a bit how aliases are really convenient for me to use the rsync command because I have a certain set of parameters that I've talked about that I like to use every time I use rsync, almost without exception. I'll go through those at another point. Maybe I'll go through the rsync command and talk about the bewildering plethora of options and how to weed them down to the ones you really want to use, if you want to use the rsync command. I was also going to see if I could find a good backup command that would do things like what rsync does or what my script does in particular to synchronize the data between my flash drive and its backup directory on my desktop and my laptop. I admit I've been a little lazy. I haven't done that. I've been busy doing other things and they're important to me too. But I don't want to leave you, my podcast listeners, out in the cold. So I'm putting this podcast up as soon as possible. And once I finish the edits on it, I'll be sure to let you know. Please check in with Linux for the Layman on Facebook or look at the Linux for the Layman podcast wherever you get it, be that Spotify, Anchor, your choice. There are seven different platforms that Anchor goes to, and now that Spotify has bought Anchor, one of those seven is inherently included with Anchor. I'll be right back to talk about something very different in a moment. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What I'd like to talk about now is your feedback. You're my listeners. I'm here to provide a service for you. So far, I've been doing this service all as whatever comes to me that might be interesting to other people in the podcast. And it occurs to me, practically every time I record an episode, I don't know what you're looking for. I can guess, and I have been guessing, and hopefully I've hit a few guesses nail on the head. However, I could use your feedback. I have a 
send a message button on the podcast. You have probably have access to my linuxforthelayman at gmail.com. You can send me an email. You can comment on the podcast. Tell me what you want to know about Linux. Tell me what you find confusing or what you find complicated enough that you don't want to dig through it yourself. You'd like to be led through it. Let me know. If you tell me what you're looking for in layman's terms explained to you about Linux, that will help me serve you better. I'm not just doing this for my own benefit. To some extent I am. I like to talk about Linux. I like to proselytize Linux. I think Linux is the best choice for most computers, and I do say most, not all. According to a few sites on the web that I've looked at for an upcoming speech I have with my Toastmasters Club, Linux is used in somewhere between 65 and 80 percent of the world. It is used on all 500 of the world's top 500 supercomputers. It drives around 85 to 95 percent of the Internet of Things. All those smart devices you have in your house that talk to each other and connect and you can control from your cell phone. If you have an Android cell phone, you're using Linux. 70% of the cell phone market is using Android. I've heard that may be coming to an end soon, but I didn't see any details that would explain that, so I'm very suspicious of that particular claim. Tell me what you need. Tell me what you're looking for. Let me see if I can help you. And I promise you, if you write to me, I will address your comments. If you email me, I will reply. And I'll let you know if I have a podcast coming up that talks about the specific issue you're interested in. I can talk about LibreOffice. Actually, to be perfectly honest, I can tell you most about LibreOffice Writer and Calc, the document processor and word processor and spreadsheet programs because those are the ones I use most frequently. I do occasionally use Imprint, which is the LibreOffice equivalent of PowerPoint, but I do confess I'm not terribly fond of it because all of the PowerPoint presentations that I've opened and saved with LibreOffice come out to be 10 to 20 times larger. If I go back in with PowerPoint, just read it and save it. I don't have to make any modifications. It comes out smaller again. Another thing I do is a limited amount of video processing. Primarily what I do with that is I will download videos that were recorded for me to process. For example, my church service videos. They get sent to me. I process them. I run them through FFmpeg because they come out anywhere from half to one-fourth the original size with no change in the quality of the recording. No loss of resolution. FFmpeg is a fabulous command. If you've never looked at it, take a look. That's another one of those extremely powerful commands that has a ton of options and it takes a little bit of work to figure out how to use it. 
one of the things that I do when I don't know how to do something is I will search for it on the web. I've had the opportunity to take a couple of audio recordings, combine them together, as in concatenate one after the other, and then add a video to it and post that. I've done that a few times because a long time ago, for when my kids were graduating from high school, I put together a slideshow with music, and I learned how to do that using two other very nice commands, mencoder and mplayer. I'm sure there are better versions out there. I recently used a video processing application, the name of which escapes me at the moment, that wasn't too terribly difficult to use for me to cut pieces out of a video, something I am not used to doing. I will freely admit that the tools you find under Windows for doing that are probably better, but not all of them are free. In Linux, almost everything you find in the way of applications is free. It takes a little bit of work to read the documentation, find out how to use it, and some practice playing with it, but ultimately it doesn't cost you any money. It only costs you the time it takes to do familiarity with it. And I submit that anytime you're using a new tool, practice for familiarity is critical, no matter which operating system you're working under. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope I've inspired you to ask questions so that I will have material that you find relevant to put in my next podcasts. Feel free to come back if you like this or find it educational. Recommend it to your friends. Refer them to it. There's no charge. And as long as I'm doing this, the podcast will be free. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for your listening. And I hope you'll come back again soon. Bye for now.